So, this morning I want to just quickly talk to you about um, building God's house. And first I want to go to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13 verse 14. Romans chapter 13 verse 14. It says the following in the first line. Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now if you look at that word in that sentence, what it means is clothe yourself with the word. Now I need somebody. Uh, let me see now what can I do now. I need somebody with a jacket that will fit me more or less. Can I ask you to give me your jacket please? Just for a moment. Yeah, your jacket, yeah. Please. It says, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. What it means, Ashley, can I ask you to help me here, please? If you don't mind. Thank you so much. I'm going to just have it for a second. I'm not going to take it home, I promise. Yeah, no, I can't keep I can give it to you. Hold, hold this mic for me, please. It says, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. That word, the Lord Jesus Christ, actually means the word. Clothe yourself with the word. If you want to go to the original text, it talks about clothing ourselves with the word of God. How do you clothe yourself with the word of God? By taking off the old and putting on the new. I can't with this clothing that I have on. Look at this now. Silly it looks. If I have to... So... Okay, so it's a sign. Okay. So I don't know if there's anybody else with another jacket that can fit me. Is there nobody else? What I wanted to do, I wanted to show you a practical example that it, it, it becomes such an effort and it becomes such a hassle to put on clothes upon. I mean, it's like ladies and gentlemen. When you get dressed in the morning, you surely don't put on five shirts. Well, for the winter, you probably do, but you don't put on a lot of clothing. You, you, you want to try and understand where I'm coming from? Because eventually you will be so clogged up that you will not have any movement, meaning that you will not be able to do anything. That's why the word says, let go of the old so that you can put on the new, so that the new can help you to change and that you can start doing the things that God wants you to do. Thanks, Esther. Not for you, for him. You see, what we do is we clothe ourselves all the time and we forget to take off the old. Because the old will do what? It will, it will deviate us from the plan and the purpose of God. Now, now, Sean and his wife sitting there, Sharon, they know that about two weeks ago I gave you a word, right? And I want to tell you that they know what I'm talking about. And I'm not going to go into detail. But many a times we, we lose, and it's not you, we lose hope. We lose hope in who God really is and what he is able to do. And so what we do is we deviate from the path and we start deviating from the plan and we start deviating from the purposes of God. And now all of a sudden we find ourselves on a slide. You know what's a slide? Where you slide. And a slide always slides downwards. Come on now. I've never ever seen a slide going upwards. A slide always goes downwards. Why? To help you to go against gravity so that you can pick up speed. 
And hence the reason why we need to understand. <coughs> we need to understand when we clothe ourselves with God, with the word of God, there are certain old habits, old ways, old attitudes that we have to let go so that the new can come and do a work in our lives. There's you, you, you sitting here this morning. And I don't want to pick on anybody. But throughout the service, if you do not mind, please, I'm going to just share the word as God leads me. That's okay with you. But let me tell you something. There's people sitting here this morning. You have a dream and a vision from God. And up until now, you've let it go. You know, it's almost like I told people many years ago um, that you have buried your vision alive. Because remember, when God gives us a vision and a dream, it stands. It's us that deviates away or that walks away from it. It's us that is neglecting it. It's us that doesn't believe in it. It's us that lose hope in it. It's us that letting go of it. It's us that's doing those things. But God wants to come and risk resurrecting our lives, our dreams, our vision, our plans, our purposes, so that we can again align with the Word of God, so that the Word of God can lead us, that the Word of God can help us, that the Word of God can sustain us, that the Word of God can saturate us, that the Word of God can embrace us, that the Word of God can uplift us. Come on, people. That's what God wants to do. But yet we say, oh, it's not for me. Yes, it is for you. Don't you ever look at yourself as not good enough. Because what you're doing is you're saying to God, God, you're not good enough. No, but I won't say that. Well, that's what you say. That's what you say. Why? Because the word says God created us. Here help us now. The word of God says God created us in his image and in his likeness. Now, if I say that I'm not good enough, I'm saying, God, you did not create a good enough person. Wow. Wow. We can't do that. So what we're saying here is we need to clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at this. It says, and make no provision for the flesh. Now, I know a lot of times we struggle with that. Because the flesh needs things. It needs food. It needs clothing to keep us warm. Come on now. Come on. But there is a balance in life. There's a balance in life. Put a stop to your thinking about the evil cravings of your physical nature to gratify its desires or the lusts. There's a balance of things. Why do I say that? Because at the end of the day, we need to understand that this flesh of mine, yeah, it does have needs, but I need to have a certain balance in my life so that I will not allow a, a lot of the things that I don't need, I want it. Come on now, if you are a man in this room right now, and there's a lot of you, you have to be honest with me when you see that new car driving down the street. What is the first thought that comes to your mind? Wow, I would like to drive that new car. Come on, 
Come on now. And even the ladies, maybe you also. Come on, let's be honest and open with ourselves. Or you drive down a nice lane where there's nice houses. Man, the house looks, ooh, I can just, you tell your husband or your wife, I, we can just move in here. And won't we be happy? No, you won't. You won't. Why? Because the house don't make the person. You see, we need to understand that Jesus said, what did he say to his disciples? I'm going to do what? To prepare a home for you. What you're having on earth is just a temporary thing. It's a house. Now, I'm not saying you mustn't have a house. Please don't, don't hear me wrong now. Don't go quote me now what I'm saying differently. I'm saying have a house. But don't put the value of the house more and above your relationship with God. That is, this, that, that is, where, that is where it becomes tricky. It becomes a challenge. Because all of a sudden now you're thinking that your house is more worth. Then your relationship, well, I've got a double-story house, three bedrooms, three bathrooms, en suites, yeah, and my bathroom's got a bath and a shower, yeah, and then I've got a lounge and a private lounge, wait a minute, and I've got a dining room of marble tops, the Lord help me. And I've got a double basin zinc that I can wash my dishes in the one and rinse it on the other. Man, I'm so, woo! And then I've got this turning around laundry thingamajiki outside where I can wash, hang my washing. Hmm? I'm in the pound seat. Until one day you drive down Clifton and you see another house. Oh, well, I wonder... I would like rather to have this house than that one. I'm Come on, people. That's because our flesh is never satisfied. Not with the car you're driving, not with the house you're staying in, not with anything that you have. That is the flesh. But God has come to help us to change the way we think about it. Romans 12, 2. That's my favorite scripture ever, which I always use when I preach. Always. Most of the time. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Look what it says here. Man, I tell you what. It just, it just blows me. It just blows me. Do not be conformed to this world. Now, we as Christians, we have the tendency, not you, as again I say, not the people on the live stream, but there's people that's got the tendency when you put the scripture up, they run through it. And then they, oh, yeah, I know that one. But you know, we have to break it up in little chunks. Do not be conformed to this world. What world? This world. We're living in right now. Listen, people. I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. A parent the other day was telling me the child is four years old. Four. 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 I want to say it again. Four. And this child could work that phone like I can't even understand it myself. Meaning, this child is going through WhatsApp and all of the things to Facebook, up and down, Google, YouTube, my, all the tubes. This child is doing whatever. It's four, four years old, four years old. And then you think to yourself, this is the generation that we are encouraging to do. Because isn't it cute? It's cute, right? 
But what you don't understand is a couple of years down the line, that child is so addicted to that cell phone and tablet and computer and all of the software programs and apps that the child does not have time to even do their homework. I don't know about you, but there's a, what is this? Oh, please help me. Um, the young people, you will know this. You get a, a people that do things and then they get paid for it. What is, what they, what's that? No, not TikTok. What's it? In, there's the word, influence. You see, she's watching it all the time. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, she's young. Okay. But there's a, listen to this now. Sean, listen to this. You, you want to laugh now. This guy makes money by just crying. He's crying. There's not even tears, but he's getting money for it. Because of all his followers. And the people that he, what is it? Influence. My Lord Jesus, help us. Crying to get money. If it's so easy, I'm going to start crying now. No, I'm just saying. But what I'm saying is, people, this is where the world has gone to. People are doing things which is completely, completely. And you see, hence the reason why it's so important to clothe ourselves with the word of God. Why? Because the word is the truth. It is the way. And it brings life eternal. And hence the reason why we're struggling today that we can't find time. I listened yesterday and you know what? My ears, I hear a lot of things but sometimes I listen. And I tell you what, yesterday I was shocked. And why I'm saying here, sometimes you hear people speaking but it's not of your concern. Then I don't listen, you understand? But if some people speak to me and I know I need to listen now. I can't even only hear them. So this parent was telling me, that I've got these two teenage daughters. Now, please forgive me if there's teenagers here in the room. Don't get offended now. I'm saying this as an example, please. So they have a holiday house in uh, Langebaan. And his wife's got a fortune. Well, he bought her that. And she, he's got a, a, a Toyota double cab bucky. And uh, what, they, what they did is they both, because the wife went before him with the children because it was school holiday to the holiday house. And he then met up with them after a while. And so the whole time, for a week, every single day, their two daughters would have something in opposite directions to be done. So the one daughter would go to this friend's house in uh, Dwas Kaspos. Now, you don't know where it is. Don't worry. It's a small town. The one goes to Dwas Kaspos. The other one goes to Saldana. And then the next day, they turn around, and this one goes to there, and this one goes there. And so the whole week, the whole week, the two parents has driving their children around from one to the other place, from one to the other place. And they said after this week, they looked at each other and says, this was now a good holiday for us. Lesson learned. Now, you know, the sad part is they all have licenses to drive themselves. So, what I'm saying to you is this. Life has started to influence you as a parent and your children with the things of the world. Do not be conformed to this world. But we have already been conforming to this world. Because if we look at the things that we're doing, now I'm not saying in detail, I'm saying some of the things that we do. Some of the things that we do. We have conformed to this world. Look at what it says. Or fashioned after. Or adapted to its external, superficial customs. 
Nothing, listen, and this is going to shock you. Hold on to your chair. This is a deep revelation, young people. Nothing that you do right now is going to stand one day in heaven. I'm talking about technology-wise. Influence, YouTube, all of those. Facebook, all of those things. Twitter, tweet me. Tweet, Twitter, tweet. Whatever you want to do it. Nothing is going to do it. Nothing. Am I saying let it go? Well, it's your choice. I can't choose for you. And I'm not here to judge you from the, from the pulpit. I'm not here to tell you what to do or not to do. All I'm saying is these things influence you and you're becoming an influencer with your friends. And pretty soon you're going to become more and more like them and conforming to this worldly system. Then it goes on. It says, but be transformed. There's the key, transformed. What does a transformer do? It, uh, it takes something and it changes it to give out something different. That's what I I'm not an electrician. There's probably electricians. I think Ashley will know more th better than me. But if, it, if you put a 300 kilowatt into a transformer, you can get out on the other side 250 kilowatt or 200 kilowatt if that is what you need for the supply of electricity in an area. That's what you do. That's what a transformer do. It stakes it, and you call that a step-down transformer. Am I correct? Or step up? Okay. You get a step up and a step-down transformer. Now, I learned a little bit of electrical things when I was working on the gold mines year ago. But it says here, be transformed by your entirely renewing your mind. Entirely. Now, that's where we are challenged with. Why? Because at the end of the day, we understand that there is certain things that we need to do to change our behavior. I once said to people, you can do whatever you can, but you can never change people's minds for them. They have to change it themselves. You can give them guidance, right? You can give them advice. You can give them insight, knowledge, understanding. You can tell them whatever. But at the end of the day, you can't change the way they think. Because you see, we as people have got attitudes. And that attitude sometimes smells. It does. Because we think the world owes me. The world doesn't owe you nothing. Why do we have to transform our mind? So that we can have new ideals, new dreams, new visions, a new attitude. That's what the word is talking about. And you see, what God wants to do in our lives is to bring us to a place where we can let go of the old, of the old ways and habits of what we have. Let, let me tell you something. Most of you sitting here today, um, I'm talking about the more senior people, meaning if you are above 30 and above, or 30 and above, you will know. A lot of times we do certain things because of the way of our upbringing, the way we were treated in school. The way our friends, when we, come on now, we don't like it, but it's the truth. And so what we do is, we think it's cool. It's cool. If you have a chain, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, please forgive me. If you have a chain hanging from here down there, and it's looped around the back again on, with keys on it, and you walk cling-a-ling-cling -cling like this Jersey cow from Switzerland, you know, that's, that's what we think is cool. And I'm not even going to go to hairstyles. Lord Jesus, help me with that. But, but the thing is, what we don't understand is, we need to know that we have a purpose and a plan given by God 
our Father for each one of us individually. And that purpose and that plan has something to do with where we're at right now. That lady sitting there, that young, young lady, that one, you with the jacket over, can you please stand? The Lord says, I must tell you, yes, no, that one at the back of the jacket, the... Yeah, 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 no, don't look behind you. You can, you can stand. Yeah, that one, yes. The Lord says, I must tell you, you are an influencer. People like your character and your personality. And they've been drawn to you through that. But God says you're using it for the wrong ideas and the wrong ways. But the Lord says this morning, my child, I'm going to turn your life around so that the influence that you're going to establish in this life is going to be drawing people unto my kingdom so that my kingdom will grow, my kingdom will expand, my kingdom will rise up because of the things that you're doing for me in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah just stand like that my love stand like that father just right now I don't want her to feel confused at the moment but I wanted to understand that you are our Father who loves us unconditionally. Is there somebody, a lady, maybe, Miss Jean, can you just pray with her, please, man? Because I see that she's taking this very um, hard. Because she didn't know that God's going to speak to her. But I, I saw her from the beginning of the service that the Lord's going to talk to her through the service. And this is it. Just pray with her, please. Just pray with her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father God. I need to start finishing up. Okay. So, then we go to Proverbs chapter 18, 21. We all know that scripture. We all know it. It says death and life. But I want to leave the word death out. Not to nullify any value of the scripture. I want to leave it out to show you the next step. It says life is in the power of the tongue. Listen. Life is in the power of the tongue. Now, you know what we do? Many a times, we, we do things because we think it's the right thing to do. But it's not necessarily that. Because we also miss it sometimes. Come on, nobody here, nobody, nobody, nobody here is perfect. Nobody is. We all make mistakes. We all mess up. But you know what? The grace of God and the mercies of God is new every morning. Therefore, we can go to him as we are. And God will do a certain work in our lives to bring us out of that depression, out of that place where we're at, out of that circumstances, out of that situation, to bring us to a place where we will experience his hand upon our lives so that the Holy Spirit can grab a hold of our lives and just come and be who he is. The one who wants the best for us. Do you know that God wants the best for your life? But yet we doubt it. No, not for me. Yes, for you. You cannot understand sometimes the things that God wants to bring upon your path. But because you are ignorant. You are ignorant of the facts that God is able. And he wants to. He's willing. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I mean, people are abused by, by somebody else. And you think to yourself, why did God allow it? I don't know. I can't give you answers here. I was also going through abuse many times when I was young. As a child in my house. Because my dad didn't know better. Because he was treated the same way. So it was almost like a repetitive cycle of the things happening. 
But the thing that I know, and that I know that I know, that God, even in that time, never left me nor forsake me. Never, ever, ever, ever. There was times when I wanted to run away. There was times when I felt like giving up. There was times when I wanted to drive my car in front of a truck to kill me instantly. Now, I know you don't feel that way. Or you never felt that way. It's okay. But then I realize my life is not my own to take. God created me according to his image and his likeness. And that's why I am a child of God. And you see, I need to come to a place where I need to look inside my heart to see what it is that I need to change. What it is that I need to do. What it is. Life is in the power of the tongue. Life. Leave that word death out for a moment. Speak about life. And you know what? If you don't speak life, your heart starts getting clogged up and filled with garbage. For years, I, I used to say to people, well, I'm not really, I don't have blue eyes. You know, God only uses blue-eyed people. For years, I used to say, I'm not good enough. For years, I used to say, well, I can't make it. For years. And you know what happened? When I was in grade 10, standard 8, one of my friends, I don't call him a friend, but anyway, no, he was. He was one of my friends at school. One day, we decided as boys, we're not going to study for a test. And guess what? Mwah, didn't study, and everybody else did. So everybody passed except me. And so we sat in a circle, and there was a couple of girls, and I was interested in the one girl. And you know how it is if you are a boy, you want to impress the girls, right? Look at that young man looking at me now, smiling. But he knows what I'm talking about. You want to impress the girl. But what happened is, so he, he mentioned, we were talking and I said something. He said, man, how do you, what do you know? You didn't even pass your test. And that hurt me so much inside. I felt so small. I felt like I wanted to go under the ground. You, you know, I've, I know you never maybe felt like it, but that's how I felt at that moment. And for years, I carried that scar, not being able to feel good enough about myself. For years. For years. And then one day, one day, 1986, I became born again. And I realized I have a father. I have a father, one who cares about me for who I am because he's the one who orchestrated it with my parents so that I can be born. And that's the reason why today I can proudly say I'm a South African. No, I'm a child of God. I was just, because you guys look so serious, jeepers. I, I'm proud to say South African. No, I'm a child of God. Why? Because that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. John 3, 16. Come on, people. You know the scripture. For whosoever loved the world. God loves the world. For, what did he do? He said that so for whosoever. What? What did he say? Come. Come. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever will believe in him will become a child of God. That is what we're talking about. John chapter 1, 12. Everybody that accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior will become a child of God. That's who you are. 
If you are sitting here today and you are born again, you are a child of God. Nobody's, listen, listen, nobody's opinion of you or their attitude or their approach of you can change it. God's word, the Bible says that you are a child of God and nobody will be able to change that. So right now, I want to finish off of the last scripture. Lord, help me. Jesus, I miss the Lord, but it's fine. Hallelujah. James chapter 1, please. Verse 26, that's the last scripture. I've got a lot other, but I'm not going to even go there. I don't want you to be out of here before, after one. So I'm going to try and finish quick. All right. It says there, if anyone thinks himself to be religious, observant, I can't speak that, what is that word? Piously or what? How do they say it? Okay, she can't read there with a glass. But anyway, so observant of the external duties of his faith and does not brittle. Listen to this. Remember what I said in Proverbs 18.21. What did I say? Life is in the power of the tongue. Look at this. And does not brittle his tongue, but deludes his own heart. How do you delude your heart? Through what you say. Because what happened is, faith, listen to this, Romans say, faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. Now, if you have deluding your heart, what do you, how do you delude it? Through what you say, with your tongue. This little thing. This little thing. Your tongue. It deludes your heart. How? By through the things that you say. Are you good enough? Yes, you are. Are you able to go far? Yes, you are. That God created you? Yes, he did. Are you a champion? Yes. Are you an overcomer? Yes. Are you great? Yes. Can you do better? Yes. God made a way for you and me so that we can go from, 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 from this place to the next. I, I listened to a sermon of a guy and uh, I didn't go and, uh, what is the word, investigated it. He, he spoke the other day, he's a Jew preacher, but he's born again. And he said the following, he said, if you go look in the original Hebrew and um, Greek, that word mercy is not mercy. Hold on. It's mercies. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, if that doesn't excite you, then I'm going to stand back now. Okay. The word mercy. Sometimes we, we, sit, we want to put something on a singular method. But God's got mercies. His mercies is new every morning. His mercies. Listen, God wants you to experience much more than you are doing right now. That's the reason why you are here this morning. So that God can raise you up to a man and a woman that you need to be accounted for. That you can walk the walk and talk the talk. Speak the word. Declare the word. Pray the word. All the time, because if you don't do it, the word will only um, build you up and establish you if you are clinging onto it, if you are embracing it. The word is there for you and I. But no, we don't have time. It's two minute noodle time now. No, no. And somebody was mentioning TikTok earlier. You know, there was a time when I watched TikTok all the time. Until one day I realized, whoa, I'm in danger. And somebody said to me, why? I said, because I spend a lot of time on TikTok. 
All these little video kids. Now there is some of the Christian things. Now you want to justify it, right? 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 Not you, not you, me. I want to justify. Oh, there's some sermons. Oh, Pastor Hege, Hege, Hege. Yeah. He, ooh, he's, ooh, that's, ooh, ooh. It's sermons. There's sermons on. I'm watching the sermons, you liar. Is that all you're watching? No. You're watching everything in between. Jeff Dunham with Peanut. Yeah. And you're watching all the things in between. The, 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 the Bible pieces and scriptures that they're praying for is only a little drop in the bucket. The rest is all the things that you're watching. But do you know how much time you consume by doing that? Time yourself. The moment you switch on TikTok and you write the time down, do it for yourself, not for me. I did it for me and then I was shocked. And I thought to myself, hey, hey, I need to stop this. So I deleted TikTok from my phone. I'm sorry, but I did it. Because I, I realized it's, it's robbing me of my time. I don't have more time to pray. I don't have more time to read the Bible because it's TikTok now, TikTok. It's easy. I just listen to Pastor Hagee and then, ooh, then I'm, ooh, ooh, Lord, hallelujah. No, no. And then the very next thing is the guy who does magic and he comes with a Coke and he just lets it disappear. And we think, ooh, that's cool. Yeah, well, maybe it is. And then you go to the next one and the next one and it becomes a habit. It becomes an influencer. <laughs> I don't know if that is the right way of saying it. A what? Addiction, yeah. But you are influenced through TikTok. You are influenced in your mind. You are influenced in the way you think. So this morning, I want to challenge you. Is there anybody here? Can we just close our eyes? The band can come up to the front if they are still here. If they haven't left. Or just music and they play in the background. Thank you. If there is. There you go. Then the band don't have to come. Thank you. If you are sitting here today, and you are not born again. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Don't be honest with me or anybody else. It's for you. If you are sitting here today and you're not born again, that means you are not a child of God according to the word of God. That means you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Don't be embarrassed because this is your time to enter into eternity. Do you understand that? That's how serious it is. I want you to just stand up. Be bold. Come on. Come on. Be bold. Stand up. If you are not born again, if you are not a child of God, you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, I want you to stand up. Be bold. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, I, I promise you. I'm just going to ask you to stand up where you're at. Please. I know there's people here, but I'm not going to call you out. Please. I know there's people here, but I'm not going to call you out. It is a choice that you have to make. I can't make that choice for you. I'm not going to force my, that choice on you. I'm not going to ask you to stand, to embarrass you. But I want you to stand this morning because this is your opportunity to make right with God. Maybe you're sitting here today and throughout the last couple of months or maybe a year or so, you deviated from the path of God because you've done certain things that wasn't kosher. Meaning you know it was not from God. You did your own thing. You allow your flesh to take control of it. Then I want you to stand, please. Don't be embarrassed. I'm not going to ask you to come out. Everybody else's eyes are closed. So nobody's going to look at you and say, Ooh, I didn't know that person was like that. No, it's nothing to do with you. Ah, with them, sorry. But if that's you, please stand, please. Please. 
And again, thank you. I appreciate it. There's one standing. Anybody else? Don't look around. Don't look around. Keep your eyes closed. This is a personal intervention of God in this person's life. There's people. There's more people. I'm not going to call you out. I can do it, but I'm not going to do it. It's not my right. I'm here to just make an invitation to you as an individual. Please, I want you to stand. Make your life right with God this morning. Yesterday, a young man, a young man, very young. I'm not too sure of his age, but a young man. Maybe you know Ashley, but yesterday, a young man, Pastor Gustav, did a funeral for a young, young, young man. So don't look at age and think, Ooh, I've got still many years to go. It's not true. Don't, don't be fooled by what you think. Remember, it's all about transforming your mind. Romans 12, 2. If you're sitting here this morning and you know that you've deviated a little bit from the road, and it's not to embarrass you, please stand quickly. I want to pray for you. Nobody else? I'm not going to force it anymore. There's somebody else standing. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else, please? The last time. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity. Father, you see these people standing, and I want the rest of us that's sitting just to start praying in the Spirit. You see those two people standing, Father, I want to ask you right now that you will release a fire on the inside of them to, Father, that, that ashes and that little coals to rekindle it, Lord, to make a fire burning on the inside of them, to make them hungry for your word, hungry to pray, hungry to declare your word, hungry for your word, to embrace your word, hungry to be saturated by your word, hungry for your word, God. Do a miracle, Father with God, because you are a miracle worker. You are a miracle worker, Lord. And Father, this morning I pray for also the people sitting down. And I'm asking you, Lord, to do something amazing. Lord, in the beginning, you showed me two chairs on the stage. But this morning, I'm, I'm praying this prayer by faith for a shifting to take place in the lives of the men and women and the young people in this room. A shifting to take place. A shifting. Can I ask, please just pray for, just pray in the Spirit. Just pray in English if you can't pray in the Spirit. Jesus, I praise you, Father. I praise you, Lord Jesus. I praise you, Father God. You alone are holy. You alone are glorious, Father. Jesus. Jesus. Those uh, next to the lady that I prayed for earlier with the jacket on her, those three young men or young lady, lady, men, boys, can you all stand up for me? All four of you, please. All four of you, stand up for me. And the Lord says, I must tell you, don't ever doubt your age because your age means nothing. It's what, a, what you are willing and about to say. The way that you're going to speak to people by being sincere in your heart. The Lord's showing me that your hearts are sincere, but you are influenced by outside forces. But God says today, He wants to bring a turnaround in your lives so that you will see 
that he is able to do things even through your life you know we've got a lot of bodies in our country ANC Youth League and all of these leagues we've got a lot of them but you can make a difference even with the way you speak to people and start can I say it can I say it start by showing respect to your parents that's where it starts start by showing respect to your parents because sometimes we get a bit you know it's almost like we have peanuts so start showing respect to your parents and to your elders because you know what I'm talking about out of the cultural ways of doing things sometimes you don't want to adhere to certain things but God's saying the time is now that is going to change around your situation and your life don't look at your age don't look at the influences from the outside but God said if you allow me to help you you will see greatness coming in your lives for the future even in this country says the Lord in Jesus name hallelujah father I want to pray for everybody here this morning and I want to ask you Lord that in our hearts that you will do a great miraculous way and work so that we will understand and grasp you can sit down thank you young people that we will understand and grasp the things of God like never before people I want to warn you this morning out of my heart I have a compassion for people but this morning I want to warn you and myself that the time is up for walking for walking it's time to run it's time to run with the gospel of God the good news the message get yourself equipped if you are, don't have the the um, the liberty come to the Bible school come to the classes equip yourself with the things that you need to equip yourself with so that you can make a difference in people's life will Miss Jean for pray for us in the service please thank you dear Heavenly Father we thank you for your awesome word that's gone forth this morning Help us to be those people of God you desire us to be. Help us to open up our mouths so you can fill them and we can preach the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in season and out of season. Pour out your spirit upon us, O oh God. Let us be those who will run, run with your spirit. And we say thank you, Father, that you've taken us thus so far and that you'll never leave us nor forsake us, but you'll be with us every step of the way as we walk out in faith for you. And we say thank you, Lord, that today is a new day, a new beginning, and that we have received the turnaround by faith in our lives. Lord, that we're people of faith to please you and that you'll supernaturally strengthen each and every one who's hearing my voice now and we say thank you Lord for all that you do for us because we know it's more than we can ask think or pray for and we give you all the praise honor and glory in the precious and wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ and everybody said amen and amen lots of love people <laughs>